fat is bad for you. I just pop a pill and I'm fine. Meat is murder. <laughs> it's time for bad food punishment. It's time for real nourishment. It's time for the nutrition heretic. The following program is provided as information only and may not be construed as medical or health advice. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. No action or inaction should be taken solely on the basis of the information provided here. Please consult with a licensed healthcare professional or doctor on any matter relating to your health and well-being. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Heretic Podcast. This is Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. Good to have you uh, here today on the show. We're having a very special guest and uh, it's really freaky the way that we met, but we'll get into that in a minute. I wanted to, this is actually related to in its own way, an episode we had a few weeks ago with Sandy Radomsky of AllergyAntidotes.com. She's also uh, the founder, uh, one of the founders of the Ask and Receive Energy Psychology Protocol, uh, which was fascinating. I, I think you guys might be, maybe remember that I was complaining that I might be allergic to my husband because every time he comes from the mainland back to Hawaii, I uh, seem to, to go into itching fits. And he's here right now. And actually, I did go into an itching fit recently. So I'm, I'm still trying to work on that. It was it seemed like it was getting better. But now that he's back, I'm not so sure. Our guest today is um, Christina Heike. She is a new decision therapy practitioner. And it's really uh, funny how we met because I was in a local thrift shop and I found this book called Your Body Remembers. Now, if uh, you guys remember the episode with Sandy Radomsky, we talked about how the body records memories and often trauma in different ways. Uh, we even talked, I believe, about a little boy who became allergic to broccoli after eating his favorite broccoli soup and then having some a neighbor walk in with his uh, dead dog. And it sent a negative message through his body that he could no, no longer eat broccoli, which was his favorite food, by the way. So in my case, I had healed myself uh, working with a doctor. Uh, I healed myself uh, primarily through food and treating various conditions, uh, heavy metal toxicity, uh, candida, food allergies, et cetera, et cetera. And then I get into a car accident and, uh, the, the, what went through my head during the accident was I was, I was rear-ended by an 18 wheeler. And what went through my head is that I was going to be decapitated. Immediately following this accident, I gained 20 pounds eating nothing more than cucumbers and a little bit of hamburger meat. Uh, and, and this happened over a two week period, I uh, gained 20 pounds of pure anxiety, water, weight, whatever you want to call it. So it was um, extremely traumatic for me. It, it basically brought up uh, a childhood memory of a car pile up that I had seen uh, where it was reported that someone was decapitated. So uh, this, you know, courses through my body. I end up being allergic to uh, the very next food that I see somebody eating, which is an egg. And, uh, and it's, I'm still working on it, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, trying to get to the uh, core of this has been quite a, a difficult thing. And every once in a while, I see little windows of hope. And it always seems to come through different areas of energy psychology. So 
Anyway, I find this book called Your Body Remembers, written by a woman by the name of Candace Blakely, and she was the uh, founder of New Decision Therapy. Uh, after reading this book, I'm totally jazzed up, and I go to see what Candace Blakely is up to today, and I find out that she has died. Uh, one of the posts that I see was on Facebook, and it was uh, written by Christina Heike, explaining to Candace's followers on Facebook that uh, she had died and the uh, terrible circumstances of her death. Uh, so, Christina Heike, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And Happy you. to be here. Oh, thank you so much. I, it's been hard for us to uh, kind of get our, our schedules together, and I'm so glad that you were able to set aside time. Uh, before we move any further, I want to mention that besides being a new decision therapy practitioner uh, who had studied for years under Candace Blakely, uh, Christina is also a holistic health coach. She's a yoga and meditation expert. I'm good. I got to have you back on the show for yoga and meditation another day because we talked a little bit before this interview, and she had some really fascinating, uh, heretical things to say, considering what the establishment thinks in this country thinks about yoga and meditation. And then uh, she's also a special ed, physical education and psychology teacher. So um, tell us a, a little bit uh, before we get into what the therapy is. Tell us a little bit about uh, Candice and uh, how she came to discover new decision therapy. Well, um, Candice was uh, actually originally a, a dancer she studied psychology. She learned with uh, and worked with chiropractors. And she synthesized all that she learned and experienced into that uh, new decision therapy um, modality. She realized that your body, our body, knows the truth and not our mind necessarily, which is a very um, fluent and flighty kind of thing. <laughs> The Buddhism calls it the monkey mind for a reason, right? Ah, yeah. But um, our body knows the truth. And if we're really in touch with our body, with our feeling body, we know our truth. Yes. And that's, uh, yeah, that's what she created. She created a way to really access the body's truth and to release the blockages that hinder us to have access to that truth and to that connection with ourselves. Yeah, I've got to say that since I had this accident, I have found, and this accident, by the way, is going back about 16 years uh, that I had it. And, um, uh, but I, I did meet several people since then who had similar experiences. A, a car accident set off some cellular trigger mm -hmm. that caused them to retain a ridiculous amount of weight in a really short period of time, not changing anything with their diet or their exercise level or any of that stuff that we normally turn to when we think of weight gain. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, so I think there are a lot of people who are experiencing that and uh, they just haven't had anyone validate it, that this is true. You know, if anything, I actually, I know quite a few of them said that their families, their doctors, everyone thinks that they're just lying and they're pigging out on Fig Newtons in, in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's also an option, right? It, it is an option, but it's not, it's, it's just, it's such a simplistic uh, concept that... I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no, I know that. I know, no, I know that you're kidding. But I'm just saying that you know, as far as the doctors and the and the so-called experts who rely on that, after a while, you know, you hear this this story so many times, you have to 
eventually realize that it's happening. And unfortunately, most people don't realize that this stuff happens until it happens to them. That's right. That's right. So um, what uh, what makes NDT, New Decision Therapy, different from other energy psychology t- techniques like EFT, which is probably the, the best known uh, around the globe, and then you know other ones like Ask and Receive, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one, but... Not necessarily, and I'm certainly I'm I'm not an expert on on any of those. So right. uh, you know I can I can tell you what makes it outstanding from my understanding. Okay. Um, I think EFT, for example, you have to repeat again and again w- w- when necessary. New decision therapy really is uh, peels layer layer by layer. You know, it releases layer by layer, and what is released remains released. Right. Um, so. You actually can work you know, with between five and ten, maybe twelve. It depends a little bit, of course, on your personal history and how many blockages there are to release. Um, you can work through your past blockages, right? And that doesn't mean you're not accumulating new ones, but it, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. When you release that whole baggage you're carrying from childhood on, right? Um, then you might just release whatever the last relationship <laughs> that right. broke your heart or something. Right. Yes. Or well, you know, e- EFT does something similar in that it does go layer by layer. You know, the, Gary Craig, the, the founder, will often talk about uh, the the layers being pulled pulled back um, in in terms of EFT. Uh, however, with NDT, do you see? This kind of chasing the pain, in, in other words, uh, with EFT, that this just using pain as as a as an example. Often, someone will come to me and they'll say that they have, let's say, a migraine, and we'll tap through the migraine. We'll get rid of the migraine in a few minutes, five minutes. But then, towards the end of it, they'll say, "Oh, well, now it's in my wrist. Now I've got pain in my wrist, or now I've got it in my knee, or you know, my foot, my butt, whatever." <laughs> so. <laughs> And what ends up happening is it usually doesn't, you don't usually have to chase it too far, uh, but often it will manifest somewhere else. The body is, is looking for a, a home and you just have to tap it away until you chase it out of the body completely. Is there any recurrence of, of these underlying layers in other forms when you're going through NDT? Have you encountered that? Well, I think the approach is a, seems to, from what I'm hearing, a, a very different one. It's not that I'm saying, okay, you have a migraine, I'm doing NDT with you. It's an inner process of letting go of um, anger, of regret that has built up in the past, starting from childhood, that creates basically our our patterns, you know, our patterns and our buttons Yes, <laughs> um, that people push. We're letting go of those blockages mm-hmm. on a cellular level in the body through the, the technique of NDT. Right. And sometimes it depends on, migraine has a very good chance to be released by that too because it's often related also to emotional parts. Yes. So whatever whatever portion the illness you have is re- related or is caused by past emotional impact, yes. that's be healed. Right. In, but if someone, for example, re- has a migraine because they react strongly to certain types of food or red wine or whatever, then NDT will not affect that. I see. Know, okay. NDT is not a, a food thing. 
you right. know, unless the food sensibility is related emotionally again. Right, right. You know? Okay. So we'll take care of any emotional part that is connected to a disease. And um, just recently, a client had uh, amazing uh, results and has stopped taking her, her medicine, actually. Okay. She had she had tremendous uh, digestive problems that were only um, she, she could only deal with it while taking medicine. Okay. Twice a day. Right. Right. Well, EFT actually, you know, I use pain as an example, uh, but even when we tap through pain we're looking at the emotional component behind it. It doesn't necessarily always go back to, say, childhood, but EFT does. It means emotional freedom technique. So whether it's pain, pain is just kind of one of the easier examples uh, to use, but um, there is often t- tapping into that what um, Gary Craig calls the distortion in the energy system. Uh, where, where the, the, you know, inside the body, there's that, um, you know, that, that negative memory that just gets lodged wherever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think EFT maybe straddles two areas where it could also, for lack of a better, uh, description, psych you out. Uh, if you have, say, you know, drank the red wine or you ate the chocolate or whatever precipitated the, the pain. But it can, it also goes deeper to maybe that me seeing that egg after having this car accident and then developing an allergy to it. See where I'm going? Yes. Yes. It, you know, sounds also a little bit like NLP where you reprogram things. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a great uh, combination with um, new decision therapy. Right. Right. So, um, tell me when, you know, when I read, uh, uh, Candace's book, she talks about a death wish. What, it, what's, what's that? Can you explain that to? People. Yes, she she uh, is always very uh, strong in her wording. So um, the death death wish relates to when and how you like like you store those um, traumas in the body. That she says that those stored traumas uh, resemble a death wish. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's not only the the biggest traumas you experience; it's often the last straw. Let's say as a child, you get repeatedly ignored by your mom because what, for, for whatever reason, you have 10 other siblings or, you know, she goes uh, through difficulties herself. And at one point, it's like, oh, my God, she ignored me again. If life is like this, I don't want it. Right. And that would be the death wish. And that gets stored in a cellul- on a cellular level, creates an energy blockage on a cellular level. And especially the ones that are early in childhood are often um, not accessible anymore through our regular thinking, feeling mind. And so we have, a, have really difficulties also with psychotherapy, difficulties accessing them. And NDT can access them because we go through the body with uh, applied kinesiology. And so we are, through the muscle testings, we can pinpoint the emotions we can pinpoint the point in time when it happened and usually through those different um, techniques we actually help the client access their memory bank right right okay and release it consciously and instead of the death wish we uh we can set a new decision you know to say you know i'm i'm ready to happy ready to be healthy i really you know i'm ready to be fully seen and accepted who i am and i'm ready to do the same for others you know like you you're um 
you're creating a new imprint. Right. So uh, so the death wish then is the thing that makes some people seem like they're constantly being followed by bad health. Yeah, you know, in my case, it, you know, any little thing that sets my system off seems to result in me getting a rash. The cure is always is always different for me. You know, if um it's too cold outside, I get a rash. If I get annoyed, I get a rash. <laughs> if I get um it's literally an irritation, right? Something that's irritating me. Uh, I see it as, you know, quite metaphorical in that stamp, from that standpoint. It could be like a psychosomatic reaction. Basically, your body, like, like often our bodies are so precious. They're really showing us something is going on. You need to pay attention, you know, because we often just don't pay attention to what we feel, what's going on. If it's not really like, you know, adding up to a rash, you can't ignore it. Or right. a migraine that you, you can't really ignore that. I have a very close friend. She is so good at ignoring her body. She usually has accidents in order to kind of get the wake up call. Right. So we all have have a different set of things that our actually often our body shows us. Yeah. Right. You know the the book. Your body remembers. Your body knows the truth. You know even even if you don't do NDT, our body is an amazing tool that reflects back to us that something is going on. This is true that uh, our body is often giving us clues, and and uh, very often, especially in today's modern fast paced world, we're just not heeding that, and we're not listening to what the body's trying to tell us. So it's forcing us to pay attention to it. That's right. And it's so much easier to pop a pill, you know, against right. the migraine, even though that is hard for migrants because that often doesn't even work. But, um, yeah. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, and, and maybe this is what the, the, uh, practitioners of acupuncture, um, how they developed it is that often when I do get an irritation, a rash, you know, some, something showing up, uh, that's the point where the acupressure or acupuncture should happen. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, like I just noticed something on my on my abdomen, so I'm not sure what is uh, misbehaving, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's the point that I should be massaging at night or whenever. Uh, and, I, and I've noticed that very, you know, often things that I might be dealing with, whether I have been going through a bout of... I don't want to call it insomnia, but, you know, not sleeping as well as I think I should or, um, you know, a skin irritation. Often it's that's it's literally just a point that I need to be massaging is the answer. And and I find that that actually is a a way that we can start to pay attention to our bodies. So you hear that, folks, if you got you know like a little something on your forehead and maybe you need to rub it. Okay, so you would massage the the place where your rash is. Uh, yeah, depending on where it is. Like I, I notice if I get um, uh, something like on my temples, you know, like that's that's often something going on with my adrenals, and if I rub that, it seems to it, uh, one of the prescriptions for the adrenals is is rubbing the temples. Uh, so that's a reasonable assumption, I would think. Okay. You know, that certain times that, that you have these irritations, places that itch and things like that, it's, your body's trying to tell you, hey, rub rub me, <laughs> massage, yeah. massage me, because I'm telling you that something else is going wrong. Well, from an Ayurvedic standpoint, it's uh, really also uh, one of like the different energies going astray and being out of balance. Oh, yeah. So, and that way, I wouldn't necessarily go to the to the point and rub it, but rather deal with the with the energy, especially when you know, insomnia and so on. You know, mm-hmm. the vata energy is running high. You and you need to 
um, you know, take herbs or um, certain foods in order to, to lower it. Right, right. Well, actually, that's that's what I was going to say is that these when I look up the acupuncture charts and the acupressure charts, relieving that is often in those exact points where I happen to have the irritation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's so that's what I find fascinating about about the body talking to us. So um, tell me about actually what I'd like you to do is to walk us through a little bit of NDT. What does a, a typical session that you would do with someone? What does that look like? Just so that people can get a real clear understanding or maybe not a really clear understanding, but, you know, just point them in the direction of what they would expect if they were to work with you. Um, if they had something to clear, you can use me as a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would need to see you right, right. now. I see you. So, um, okay. So it does rely on visually seeing the person. Let's put it that way. I could do like, you know, a mini version of it, which wouldn't be the full experience. Right. Um, right. If, muscle testing, obviously, you, you, you know, you need to lay your hand on somebody. There are some ways of doing it via Skype, but it's nothing I, I would do during an interview right now. Right. You know, it's, um, it's really something where we need more time and privacy. So... It starts with uh, having a conversation, even though that can be, depending on the person, that can be brief, that can be longer. People have different needs uh, of, of sharing what's going on. And I'm an um, emphatic listener. It's just not like I'm, I'm not doing that much with what they tell me uh, when I start the NDT. Okay. You know, it's like the NDT is really asking the body, not the mind. Right. And so we have a conversation. It helps me understand the person better and what they're going through. And then there's a very special and unique uh, portion of it. It's uh, clearing denial for the applied kinesiology. It's clearing denial, uh, rubbing, back to rubbing, <laughs> certain, certain points and holding certain points and um, with some breathing technique. And um, that basically really resets the body so that it's open and ready to tell the truth. And that's really unique. Often applied kinesiology is uh, used to without that, and then there might be interference. And so that's a very unique uh, part that also creates a basis that often, like, like in a psychotherapy the, the, the trust and connection um, between the uh, therapist and the client, that takes often like half a year to set that kind of basis. Mm -hmm. that's, that's done in a very short amount of time. And then, um, again, with applied kinesiology, we, well, actually, let me trace back to the denial part. So it's really asking the body through applied kinesiology and certain placement of hands. It's asking the body, uh, do you know your truth? Are you ready to speak your truth? And are you ready to listen to someone else saying something to you? You know, mm. Are you ready for input? And those three components, you know, and we, you know, first I test where it's off and often it's off completely. Often it's not even clear you know that the truth is not even transparent to the person themselves and uh, and that changes dramatically session by session you know so if uh if i work with clients ideally i have um if we have enough time we're in the same city we can do a once a week session and it's gonna 
that clearing of denial after a few sessions, it's going to hold up. Right. And that's really beautiful. So people go much more authentic and um, clear through their week, through their life. Right. So is this why someone might be really overweight and constantly dieting and almost to the point that they are addicted to dieting? But never seem to lose weight. If anything, they maybe gain weight or they lose it and then they gain it right back. Is, is, is that denial part of what we're seeing there? I could, I could imagine that it has to do with denial. Yes. Even though this denial is really like even, even deeper. But yeah, I could, I could see that connected. Yeah. Right, right, or, or what? And I shouldn't even necessarily use weight loss, but you know, any health condition where you're not taking your supplements, or you come up with excuses why it's not going to work for you, and it's the the, the person who drinks a cup of coffee at night and says, "Oh no, no, that's, that's it's not the coffee keeping me up." Exactly, and that's part of the death wish, actually. You right, know, exactly. So, just just self sabotage. Sabotaging yourself over and over again. Yes, well, your mind tells you, oh, I try my best, I try my best, but why should I not drink those two bottles of Coke every day? Right? Uh, not, I, everything, I, and that's, that's when everybody says to me, everything in moderation. I believe in everything in moderation, but, but, but you're 700 pounds. But, you know, I really believe in everything in moderation, and they're reaching for, like, a donut with the other hand. So, <laughs> it's... Well, it's just one, you know, it could be 10. Right, exactly. Oh, oh yeah, did, I, did, I, did I ever tell you that the first person to... Actually, the first person to use uh, the everything in moderation speech, which technically is moderation in all things, uh, was uh, the man who I called my grandfather. He lived to be 103. The second person who used it was a 38-year-old woman who ate half a bag of donuts every day and a large Dunkin' Donuts coffee that was mostly sugar. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yes. And she, and, and she said to me, as she had like the third donut in her mouth, well, I believe in everything in moderation. I can't, I can't figure out why I'm always sick and overweight, but... Uh, you know, don't don't make me eat steak, though. That's <laughs> that's pushing it. <laughs> that that is a self sabotage that's rooted in what Candice refers to in her book as a death wish. Okay, you know, it's like um, not fully loving yourself, not fully allowing yourself to be who you are, because in the end, you have internalized what you've um, learned during your childhood. You know, and if you have been ignored in your childhood, you will unconsciously ignore yourself as well right you know? right and that that is really amazing to see that over and over again so the the, the deepest hurt from childhood is actually something we do over and over again to ourselves right yeah um <laughs> I, I don't know why donald trump comes to mind right now <laughs> i really don't want to give him any more platform you know like, i hear you I have decided even that advertisement is advertisement. Yeah, it's true, and, and he knows that. But I, I guess what I'm saying is just, you know, how uh, people use, how the uh, the hurts of a childhood can follow people around in, in the most insane ways. Of course. They, they, I mean, they follow they follow all, all of us humans around because oh, yeah. they go through a similar, you know, setup. And then there's better ones and not so good ones, you know, right. um, and terrible ones. And uh, but but it's 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 even enough to be constantly ignored when you want to have attention. That yes. doesn't have to be like a like an ill-meaning parent. 
you know, for for a child to be like, oh my God, you know, she's she's not she's not looking at me. She's not. I I, I say, Mama, Mama, look at me, and she's never looking. Like, what's what's wrong with me? Why is she not like? You know, that's that's how children take it in. Yes. And um, and as I said, it's amazing to me that we actually take that on. You know, we take that on, make it our own, and think that's how it's supposed to be. That's you know. Right. Now, this is um, something where I, th- I, I even though I th- there is an element of EFT, I'm just I'm going back to this as the default because it's what I have studied and, and I think more people are, are aware of. Uh, but with EFT, there is I don't want to say that there's not a conscious level because I have often you do have to work with someone as to what they really want, because often we say we want one thing, but all of our behaviors point to something else. With NDT, it seems like it's a bigger part of the picture, I want to say, because when I was reading the book, I had originally, you know, I, I, I'm reading through the book and I'm seeing it's talking about release, releasing these negative memories from the cells so that people can, you know, function optimally the way they should or, or want to. But then there's also this conscious level of getting rid of the, the, the death wish. And am I understanding this correctly that there is a little bit more of this? the conscious mind uh, in the sense that of making this new decision? Well, it certainly is a conscious choice to do that. Definitely. We're working out of the body into the mind and back, back into the body. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, I've, I, I continue uh, explaining the step-by-step how oh, yeah. the session works. And then in, in, um, in terms of the self-sabotage, uh, Ken is often uh, called that the T-shirt theory. So, you know, on the front of our T-shirt we have, oh, look, I'm so sexy, I'm so beautiful, you know, make me your wife, you know. And on the back of the T-shirt it says, oh, you know, I'm crumbled. I have always been ignored in my childhood. Ignore me, please. Right. So it's like it's it's that that we're not not in touch with both messages and we, we are not integrating them. Even better, releasing the one on the back and reframing the one on the front. Yes. <laughs> and that's, you know, you make a new decision, you release the back and put out a new message to the universe, to the world, to the people around you. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's the self-sabotage part. In terms of the session, so we have clear denial. Okay. Um, again, through muscle testing, um, and acupuncture points are that that stand for um, certain things. We're gonna go into um, checking which emotions are uh, how would you phrase it are involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, again, with muscle testing, acupuncture points, uh, we, we're checking if the health is strongly impaired by the death wish by whatever is troubling you emotionally. That's how I phrase it. I you know I. Don't use that word much, the death wish. And then we go in the mirror, and in the mirror we check which gender side, is it male or female, that emotion is connected with, you know. So depending on in which eyes weaknesses show up, again, with applied kinesiology, you, um, you will find, for example, you will have the emotion of anger connected with... The same sex, let's say you're a woman, you will have the connected the emotion of anger with the female line and female players in your life. Ah, I see. Yeah. 
and then you would there are different approaches you could go through the cast of characters and and look at that i prefer to go into the point of time again with muscle testing you find out uh, around which age that happened so usually it's like whatever between four and five and then you start all in the mirror you start walking the person through so what happened in that time you know do you did you start school was there a move did your parents like what's what was going on with the parents did they separate how 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 was your home situation how was you know the next layer other other um, family members female teachers female you know and um and then you again with kinesiology you you check the different names you have the person your client has given you and see which one has had an impact uh, a negative impact and um and sometimes it's very surprising. It's not necessarily that they have done something bad. I just recall something. One client had a had a grandmother she totally loved, and that was her tr- her, her her go to person in that family. And when uh, something happened to her um, to that client, she got in a lot of trouble with her parents, and the grandmother did not defend her. Mm. And that not defending had such an impact on her trust and on her self-esteem that it created a blockage on a cellular level. Meanwhile, the grandma might not even have been totally aware of what has gone on. Exactly. The, you know, so that client was totally surprised that there was something going on with her grandma, her most beloved family member. Right. So then when she cleared that, what? how did her life change? What, what changed for her? What was she working through? Was that resolved or on the on the path to becoming resolved well that that was one mosaic piece of being resolved and she is getting more and more successful in her business that was Mm -hmm. very important and um she is on the verge of uh finding a new partner yes okay so Um, so removing blockages you know like you said that's one mosaic piece in in a in a much larger uh puzzle let me rephrase that. Clearing the grandmother is one mosaic. One yeah, right, right, right. You know, clearing like if you clear all the pieces, you have a you you have a full picture, and then you're back into being fully connected with yourself. You know, being yes. really in your skin, connected with your emotions. So so then, okay, let's say that she, she you know she realized this was the it was the grandmother. How do you go to clear that now? Well, we're going to find out what it was because she was like, what? My grandmother? No, can't be. You know, I, I love her. She was the best thing in my childhood, the best person. And um, and then bit by bit, you know, we, we would speak about it and uh, until I understood that it was the grandmother not defending her in that, mm-hmm. in that situation or not having her back um, that hurt her. Right. It's so interesting because our grown-up mind, or quote-unquote grown-up mind, yes. <laughs> is often telling us, oh, no, I mean, like, how could she have known about it? Oh, no, it's it's not, you know, it hasn't happened. Or, well, but she did her best. And we, we, have, we think we already have all the forgiveness and insight into the other person. But the emotion, the, the raw emotion, the child in that has, has felt uh, left alone. And we, we're not acknowledging it because everything else points to, well, but it, she was always the best person in my life. 
Right. So then, so then acknowledging it is enough or is there something deeper that ends up happening? Well, we're, we're walking, I mean, in, in Andy, acknowledging is a big deal in, in any, in any right. situation in life. That's the key to work with anything. If it is in yogurt to acknowledge what you feel in your body, to acknowledge what's going on without already wanting to change everything. We already, we all want to change, especially discomfort or emotion we don't like. But acknowledging is the key, you know, giving, giving that part within ourselves at least that moment of, oh, yeah, I, I hear you, I see you, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes further and helps that part to heal. Okay. And in the mirror, you envision your, in that case, your grandmother, and you go through forgiveness, you know. Grandma, I forgive you for not having my back at that time. Right. I understand you didn't know better or you didn't even know what was going on. Exactly. Um, I let go of my anger towards your grandma. For, for not having my back. You know, it depends on how deep like deep it goes. Right. The phrasing of the sentences I'll do together with the client. You know, it could also go to, I forgive you for betraying my trust, Grandma. Mm-hmm. Because that might have been exactly what the little girl at that point felt. Right. Right. right? So it's so- almost it's almost like role playing, uh, like in an L- NLP sense, right? Uh, well, where where I, you kind of put yourself back into that mindset well, and and that gut reaction that you had? Well, that's that's my work. I, I support doing this. Yes, right. I'm the spokesperson for that. <laughs> and you continue with really loving and accepting the person for who they are fully. And often within that process, people start, you know, releasing through tears or, you know, they're, they're really feeling it again. So mm. it's really amazing to see. And it, it doesn't have to come out in tears, you know, but people really feel the right. feeling they have um, forgotten or negated. Right, right. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, I think of that as... Uh, very similar to uh, to healing the body in with food and supplements, for example, where sometimes uh, your body has to go through getting sick again to release, particularly after you've taken a lot of antibiotics and vaccines and things that suppress the immune system. And you're healing the, the troubles that you're having externally, but you have to Sometimes you have to get sick to get the rest of that gunk out of your system, for for lack of a, a better description. Uh, so I, I, that's how I see the tears. Is um, what you're describing, I would really compare with why people come to have sessions with me. Okay, it's like feeling like you know their relationships are falling apart. Right, it's not working well. They have they're struggling. Right, you know. It's often someone who's really like, I, I know there's something I can't, like, that's what, why I started doing it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I realized there's something, no matter what I did, I have lived consciously for, for uh, like many years. I've, you know, myself started yoga when I was uh, 12. I looked into consciousness extension programs. I was, um, I had my first spiritual teacher when I was 18. There was, like, I always searched for the thing that would enable me to be able to live freely mm-hmm. and not be stuck in certain patterns I could already see in my early 20s in relationships I'm like 
dang, if that's if that's how it's supposed to be, no, 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 no. Something needs to change here. Right. You know, it's like something um, and on a level that is deeper than I experience in therapy. You know, I appreciated therapy, but yeah. it's definitely another much deeper layer that is addressed by NDT. Right. And so um, I was really tremendously excited when I heard a public talk by Candice, actually in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, <laughs> in 98. And... Um, was very excited to hear what she was saying, but also very skeptical. You know, I, I I said to her face, I'm like, you know, it sounds amazing, but I only believe it when I experience it. You yes. Know, everybody says that. Everybody says, oh, you know, we have the tool to like, you're going to be like totally changed and you're going to, you know, have be happy ever after kind of thing. You know, like there's so much on the market. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that, that um, is interesting about this or e even EFT and allergy antidotes, all of these, is they, on one hand, they sound very easy. But I could also see people thinking like, damn, that's a lot of work. You know, like I, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have all the time to go back, you know, week after week and look at myself in the mirror and have somebody press my mu muscles and <laughs> do all of this stuff. Uh, is it a lot of work? I mean, it seems like it is, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it's less work than than your typical psychotherapy uh, session, but I mean, how many years does someone who really wants to work on themselves and and change something go to therapy, psychotherapy? Absolutely. Two years, three years, four years, or like with breaks, several chunks of those times, um, again and again in their lives when something comes up. So uh, compared to that, it's really a tiny amount. It's a, you know, you go yeah. have 10 sessions, 12 sessions. And then the beauty is that you also have, after you've cleared out your past, you know, you have, um, uh, we have a piece that's called Cantillation. That's what I wanted to ask you about lastly, because we're going to wrap up soon. Uh, um, yeah, tell us about Cantillation. Well, Cantillation is really about uh, revealing your purpose on mm. the planet, you know, walking your God walk. Walk, like living your heart's song, finding out what, what you truly came here for to, um, to manifest. And um, that's obviously unique for every person. And sometimes we're so detached that we're not really sure what it is. Or we have so many things that we're not sure what to choose next. And so cantillation enables you to get ready for the next step of manifesting what you want to manifest. Is that done in a similar manner in terms of uh, using uh, the applied kinesiology and the questioning, that type of thing? Yes, it uses m muscle testing. It has a much broader map of acupuncture points that are combined with thought forms. I jump with joy. Um, I have peace and happiness or I feel safe and secure or my sexual energies are balanced. So there are, um, I, I don't know how many are there, 10, 12 um, we're going through and we're, we're checking, in this case, we're checking which thought, which emotion is not strong in the muscle testing. So, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur and, and build up a business and you don't feel safe and secure, how can you, whatever, leave your secure job ever to do that so right. this needs to be um strengthened and put back into full support pull strengths 
in order for you to consider the next step. Right. And it's somewhat similar. uh, So you do a a level five clearing. And in the end, it's all about also in NDT, the very core is forgiving yourself, right? Right. Forgiving yourself for, I stick to my example, for ignoring yourself as well. Mm -hmm. Taking care of yourself fully. And cantillation can only, like you can only do cantillation when you have finished the NDT process. So that, you know, you have cleared your base. Candice was always very um, figurative in her speech. You know, she said, well, if you don't do NDT before you do cantillation, it's like whipped cream on (laughs) 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 shit. So we don't do whipped cream on shit. We do whipped cream on a really nice, fruit cocktail (laughs) whatever our talents are which we carry in there so NDT has to be um, finished the clearing of of your core itself has to be finished in order to do cantillation then again it is about you know forgiving yourself for withholding safety and security from your life until now and bringing it back into your system and, and it works. That's the amazing part. You know, this might all sound like, like I said to Ken as well, it sounds all great. But uh, I've seen it work over and over again. And it's really amazing. Even if they don't cry, they have such a tremendous sense of relief. It's like they, get, they go out of a session and um, have a deep sense of, well, relaxation is not the right word. It's really relief. Mm-hmm. Sometimes tiredness kicks in but there's a lightness and a relief and and a sense of of joy and hope which is um described over and over again you know and um after a session they go through an emotional flux for uh up to three days where i really tell them to take it slow to self-care to nurture themselves (laughs) and (laughs) I, I it's so I mean I I just love that work seeing how you know sometimes it's not easy to go through that emotional path again and and to the point to release to touch that emotion that we have hidden from us for such a long time yes right? well that, that's why I was uh that's why I was likening it to uh to dealing with illness with you know, through nutrition because or whatever you know whatever let's say holistic modality where you're working with the body as opposed to against the body uh because what happens is a lot of people because they've been taking antibiotics and they've been taking over-the-counter medications and they've been taking their you know their aspirin advil whatever all this disease is, is shoved down <laughs> in the in in their tissues. Uh, when they start to heal the body, suddenly they get sick. And actually, one was one really good example was a little boy. He was autistic, and his mom said, "Oh, he never gets sick, whatever." And I'm thinking to myself, but I could see on his aura that there was an illness sitting there. I don't really read our auras, but in this kid, I could see that there was something incongruent with what she was saying and what I was seeing. And uh, when he started to heal, she you know, worked on his gut. And when he started to heal, he got, I think, three ear infections in one month. Mm-hmm. Something ridiculous. Like it was just a ridiculous number of ear infections. And that was 
his vaccinations and his antibiotics he had taken prior to to uh, getting on the spectrum, all of this stuff just started coming up to the surface because the body was ready to deal with it. Sometimes the body has to suppress these things to just to, to function properly because it's too weak to deal with it otherwise. So and, and, and the comparison would be that we're going into denial uh, exactly. to not, not feel those emotions that are so painful. And when we, in a session, get back in touch with these emotion and integrate that part of us, it's like those, those blockages we have set, they're, they're melting and, and releasing. And it's, it's a tremendous, it's a weight off people's shoulders, you know. Um, and I get that feedback all the time. Yes. And health shifting, weight shifting, relationships shifting in the course of all that, because it's a really, really deep change in people. Not mm. you, you, You're not changing to, from like you, you don't become a different person, but you can truly embody who you are. And, and that's really beautiful to see. Very beautiful to see. Wow. Wow. Have you found anyone for whom it hasn't worked at all or... Does everyone see some kind of progress? And it, and, and it was one of those things where it's going to depend, just like with nutrition, it's going to depend on how long they stick with it. But would you say that it's that everyone who comes through your door sees something? And then maybe some of them are scared of what they see and, and don't want to continue. I would say yes to the first part and yes to the second part as well. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes people are, um, you know, they think they're ready to, to do the work and then they get hesitant that happens, sure. Right. Well, the death wish is strong. You know, the the uh, the resistance, the internal resistance to to change. Yes, that that happens, and sometimes it takes uh, you know a few months, a few years until someone comes back and says, "Oh, now I'm ready." Right. Yeah, so, and sometimes people actually. Um, <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. <laughs> people, they, they they're like, "Oh no, I'm going to go do this. It's so much easier." And they go to somebody who sells them shakes and whatever, and then they come back two years later, and they're you know thirty pounds heavier than the last time I saw them, and they're like, "Okay, I'm ready." And then they start doing it, and they're getting good results, and they're like, "It's too much work. I found somebody who will do this for me, and you know, massage me instead." Okay, fine. So then you know they go away, and then they come back five years later, <laughs> but they keep coming back. So that's telling me that they're doing that. I'm doing something right. That you know that they are consistently seeing a result with me. But it's that commitment. It's getting to that point where they can. Uh, let go of that crutch that maybe sometimes I think people rely on some of their illness uh, to give them an excuse and out when they should be getting being more responsible about certain areas of their life or whatever their their you know the underlying reason is. But um, yeah, it's it's not uncommon. Well, if you, if you stick to the picture of we doing we doing what is done to us to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then this also is. Like, this is our comfort zone. Yes. This, this is the feeling we know and we live in and we have lived in for so so long. And that's where we know our way around, even though it might be really uncomfortable and a lot of stumbling stones. But we, we kind of know the neighborhood. Right. right? And so it sometimes it takes it takes sometimes yeah more courage and depending on the person, you know, more courage than they have at that point in time. And they, you know, they need a moment longer or they need more support. So that's, um, that differs. But, you know, just that one remark, I had a person who, who came in with a writer's block. 
Yeah. You know, she was writing her uh, PhD through this and she could not continue. It was just like since months. Mm-hmm. And for that lady, it really took one session and she was back on track. Wow. She didn't throw wow. out all her past. She did what she did that layer. And I mean, I could not. That's what I'm often asked. You know, can I like, like how many more sessions? I'm like, I don't know. Your body will tell me, you right. know. For that person, I could not have predicted that it just takes a session. Right, exactly. I don't know that because I'm not determining what's going on. I'm practicing Candice Blakely's technique and I'm guiding the person through their process. Right, you're you're a facilitator, you're not... Well, I'm I'm more than that, you know, I'm really... Mm -hmm. But but I'm not not manipulating anything. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean, you... you know, I can't predict how many sessions a person needs, you know, right. because it will come out very organically out of out of their system. And, and it also depends on how much they want to work on, because, come on, we're, <laughs> I admit it, we're, we're a never-ending source of of uh, buried memories and <laughs> things that, that uh, I, I don't know that, I don't know anyone who, I mean, unless they want to, but, you know, just needs one thing fixed in their life. You know, it's not oh, I just need to take vitamin C and then everything in my life will be perfect. Or I need to start juicing and then it'll fix all of my health problems. It's it's very rarely just a one-shot approach. Uh, but if that's all you want to work on, that's exactly that's all you want to work on. And the beauty is one session in, in, is, is, um, is releasing a big chunk of your emotional baggage and it remains released. So whatever you can do is very, very precious and valuable. Right. You know, so it's not that I would say, oh, you just had one session that wasn't worth your while. No, no, not at all. You know, that was an amazing step getting closer to your true self. You know? Right. And so I have also like I worked with clients in Houston and I was just there a short time. So, you know, people just had one session and it's amazing. And I could come back like after a year and I continue can, can continue working with them and mm. it's and they're making progress. Right. You know? So it's not it's not that they don't fall back. Yeah, that's that's that. awesome. And that is really that is really amazing. And what I see here when I work like someone is purchasing a 10 times package, it's it's really amazing. We're really getting um we, yeah, we're getting closure for the past. That's that's yeah. fantastic. Um can you do this uh, you alluded to the fact that you may not be able to because of the muscle testing. Is this something that you can do remotely like via Skype? I am in the middle of developing that. Okay. Yes. That's okay. my that's my future plan because I want to have more people have access to that. Right. And and it may be something where uh, because I, I don't know if you've ever done surrogate muscle testing or asking your body to represent the person on the other end of the line. But there have been, uh, you know, there's, uh, I know Sandy Radomsky does that. Uh, so that's, that's one area to look into, but, uh, it may require the, the other person to understand how to muscle test themselves. I don't know. Well, surrogate muscle testing definitely works. I will also, uh, work what you said through my body and I will, um, I will find out the best solution and see, have people come forward and doing it via Skype as well. Awesome. So, um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's going to be great. And it's, there's a, I also worked in Croatia, for example, in Zagreb, I have clients and, you know, being in New York city, I obviously, um, I'm not present in all of these places at the same time. Yeah. So, um, 
Not yet there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, Candace, thank you. Uh, so Candace, <laughs> Christina, sorry. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I hope that everybody found that as interesting as I did, because uh, I think we're all working through things, uh, especially you know, not only for ourselves, but for our children. And uh, this really does uh, go deep. And, and I would imagine that uh, trying to help your children, particularly if your children are, are getting into a rebellious stage and things, you know, that might help to um, alleviate some of those those issues. Uh Candace will, uh, I'm gonna do it again. Dang, damn it. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> Christina, I'm sorry. I know that you're, I'm look. I'm looking at your name too. And I'm like literally looking at your name and I'm saying Candace. <laughs> well, Candace and I were, were very close. Um, well, you know, I think I'm channeling her or you, you are. And <laughs> because. After we were cl client therapist, we, you know, I was a personal assistant and then uh, we became close, close friends and have, um, yeah, had a deep soul connection. So, yeah, that's okay if you call me, Ken. <laughs> yeah, this is, I've never done this to a guest before. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you for being with us today, Christina. Your website is NewDecisionTherapyNYC.com, and people can read over there about NDT, which is New Decision Therapy, as well as Cantillation. And you have your programs, I believe, listed on the website and future programs. And you and I are actually talking about doing a program together. So I think that's going to be awesome. Yes, that's very exciting. Um, that's going to be a great combination of nutrition and the, you know, the emotional work. I think that's going to be great. Right. That's, right. that's preventing people from, from uh, getting where they want to be health-wise. Exactly. And we're going to actually combine it with the yoga program yes yes i think we're going to put some yoga in there and uh and i'm going to be working on some acupressure points so yeah we're going to have it's going to be very comprehensive uh so that people can uh get their bodies in agreement and their minds in agreement their subconscious minds in agreement with where they want to go exactly aligning body spirit mind that's Woohoo! <laughs> that's what we're gonna do all right Come on board. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, if you have something that uh, you would like to offer to our guests, uh, our, our listeners, uh, just let me know and we'll tack it onto your page on the blog. Great. Wonderful. And on my uh, website, everyone can contact me, can get out their questions and uh, get more clarity on, you know, what I'm offering and what is possible. And I'd be happy to, you know, answer all those questions. All and right. I'm thinking about something. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Adrian, for having me. And yeah, everybody else have a wonderful day, a wonderful life. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. The Nutrition Heretic Podcast is a production of Savor the Journey, LLC. Our audio editor is Nikola Popovich. Our podcast manager is Crystal McLean, and our operations manager is Linda Hansen. I'm your host, Adrian Hugh, the Nutrition Heretic. You can find us at nutritionheretic.com where you can download the Nutrition Heretic's free shit list of seven health foods to avoid like the plague. You can also listen to previous episodes at nutritionheretic.com slash podcast. Be sure to like us on social media for updates. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash nutritionheretic and on Twitter at NutriHeretic. Contact us with show ideas, questions, or if you just want to be a guest. And don't forget to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks! 